podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Welcome to the Five Year Plan Podcast. Hey! Pod 276, sponsored by Vector Printing. Hey. For your print new board, you need to go to vector.co.uk. It's Vector with K. Hey. And JCIS, a global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-nice.com. I will. Hey! hey. And, and, and happy new year, James Endicott. Oh, happy new year to you, JD. Thank you. Happy new year, Kevin Day. Happy new year to you and to everybody listening. Yeah, Andy Swing. Hello. Of course. Oh. Um, how are we all? We all get, we well, good. Street, you should be Very happy because Christmas is over. So be, I am absolutely delighted. Free wheeling towards midsummer. I'm nearly back to work. It's great. <laughs> oh my god! We started in such a high spirit, and he's yeah. already. I'm in a down. high spirit. It's not, it's not work. What you do is it? Putting <laughs> poor people in prison. Yeah. <laughs> um, Innocent people. So it's, we should probably first off apologise that this is the first pod for a, a full pod yeah, for a while. Somebody had a cold. We, I, well, it was more than a cold. I thought oh. Endicott was delivering was... presents to children all around the world. <laughs> I, well, I did that as well. <laughs> no, it was uh, it was a heavy cold. Um, so we there, and there's so we apologise for that that there was no. But there was you extra say, pods. You're, there's yeah, only one person who needs to apologise because well, West clearly it's been proven that when I don't turn up, the rest nothing happens. I'm, I'm the wolf of this podcast. We if didn't I, have if I don't show up, then what doesn't happen? So anyway, we're sorry for that. We are back and we've got obviously lots to go over today. We've got, uh, well, we've got two, two wins, a draw and a defeat. Man City, Cardiff, Chelsea and Wolves. Um, I'm going to start off with some questions because we've got quite a lot from my listeners. And this one goes to Kevin Day Mm -hmm. from John Bully. Hi, John. He says, now that that Palace have returned 10 from 15 possible points, Mm -hmm. so that's those four games, including the Leicester win, um, over the festive period, will Kevin Day please return to his usual balanced, considered self, rather than the raging post-Brighton Kevin that we saw before Christmas? I've I've dealt with that question individually. I've I've tweeted a message to the person who sent me. Yes, personally, I feel that if you can't be angry after that, Brighton performance and you're not a football fan are you basically so but, but then on the flip side then we should be you know after getting this run over Christmas we should be very very happy because it's massive we should be happy but I, the, I I infer from the tweet that we should be balanced at all times we are broadcasting to the family of Palace so we should be nice. balanced at all times and not nice. get caught up in the mood swings that other fans do but uh, sometimes that's very difficult when you're an emotional man like me well, and Endicott yeah. we're not machines I'm, I'm just really looking forward to, <laughs> I'm looking forward like to Europe street. next year <laughs> 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 it's going to be great okay, well, I'm, I'm looking forward to the championship so yeah. Somewhere in between yeah, the two so of us. Well, it will be in between because it'll be mid-table. Uh, so I, I'm our, really pleased at being described as a machine. Yeah, an emotionless adding up, he's putting look, people in prison. He's Steve Jobs tonight, isn't he? He is looking very yeah, Steve Jobs. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's a good look. He's looking very Elon Musk as well, which is slightly more worrying. <laughs> anyway, end of <laughs> Let's yeah, stop there before we go really defamatory. <laughs> Some of our listeners are wondering what, 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 what people you look like. How is that legally wrong? Also, he's, you can't defame him because... 
It's not Steve Jobs. Look, that's true. Anyway, <laughs> that went off piece. Um, Endicott. Some of our listeners are wondering what we're going to talk about tonight. So Jim Foster this afternoon Hi, has said, "What will dominate the pod? Our win last night at Wolves or losing to Chelsea on Sunday? For me, it's last night's win is a far bigger result for us. Obviously, we won. Discuss question mark. And he's put in brackets beating teams in middle or lower end of the table is what will keep us up. Losing to Chelsea won't push us down. Well, I don't think you can discuss one without the other, can you? Really, let's be honest, because. Yeah. I thought is that the, fair and balanced enough yeah. for everyone? <laughs> Am I sat that's on the what, fence? That's what enough? you want. That's what you're going to get for an hour. It's perfect. It was a shocking... For an hour. <laughs> no, but it was... I thought the performance against Chelsea was so disappointing because I thought they were there for the taking. Yeah. I thought Chelsea was so below par. They're, they're, you know, they're, they're a good team, we all know that. And I thought they were well below par and we just didn't exploit it. And that was really frustrating. I thought Roy didn't have it right. I thought the players didn't seem up for it. It just... It was... That, to me, was... One of the main talking points of the Christmas mm. period for Palace was just how we weren't up for that game when a team was so clearly there to be beaten. Mm. You know, and to, and just have a go at them. And we just didn't seem to have a go at them. You know when you watch Midsummer Murders through the Christmas holidays in the afternoon? <laughs> on ITV3. On ITV3 yeah, with, yeah. The, with the Baileys you got left over from oh, last night. Lovely. And halfway through, inevitably, when the first murder will be a stabbing, the second one, they'll be hit with an elephant tusk for no reason. Yeah. And the third one will be run over with a Roman chariot from a museum. Yeah. And Barnaby will go, just no, I can't make sense of this. There's just no pattern to this at all. And that's what Palace has been like the last five games. You can't, there's no logic. The, the, yeah. Each performance doesn't follow the other one. And yeah. So it's very really hard to discuss them in isolation. But that I was talking about fair and balanced. If we'd done, if we'd done a pod after the Chelsea game... Not with Steve. people were holding me down again. We beat Man City. We beat Man City. Okay, <laughs> I was furious. This is the nature of the performance. But of course, we have to balance that with with the performance last night because we are recording on the afternoon after the Wolves game. Yeah, the Man City performance, which is arguably well, our, our best, not just Premier League, but our best top flight performance. Mm-hmm. Maybe beating Man United all those years back five 0 but probably our best ever top flight performance. Yeah, Cardiff. You couldn't really get upset after Cardiff because we just didn't have any vestige of luck. Well, it didn't stop me getting upset, but you know, <laughs> but still. But the Wolves game last night, Andy, was I, I think almost the most shocking of the run, actually. I mean, the City one, we know that obviously it was crazy and Palace sometimes <laughs> pulled it out the back, but we were so professional last night. It was a very Roy Hodgson performance against a team that everyone loves, the seventh in the table. Everyone thinks Wolves are the best promoted team ever. We went there and we did a very solid professional job. Yeah, we did. Was, the Wolves are an excellent team. The funny thing was that I saw people saying before the match that it would be absolutely terrible if we didn't go up to Wolves. I think people still have it in their minds that Wolves are still managed by Mark McGee yeah. and are uh, an average first division, as, as it was then, team rather than probably about the fifth or sixth best team in this league on performances and certainly, you know, a top half team without a shadow of a doubt. And the interesting thing was that they've, they've had some issues against some of the, the teams who are slightly more, I suppose, negative, defensive and all that sort of stuff of late. But they still have some fantastic individual talent. Mm. And frankly, they didn't really threaten. That kind of, it, it, it's testament to quite how good this Palace team are from a defensive point of view. They've got, for my money, the best defense that we've ever had. And eight clean sheets. Eight clean yeah, sheets. I believe it was the third highest. Third highest in the Premier League. And that's crazy. And really, for, like, a team, uh, for a team in the bottom half of the table, that's. Yeah. yeah, without doubt. And you, you see a lot of people saying, well, Wolves didn't really offer a great deal. But part of the reason they don't, didn't offer a great deal is because they just didn't have anything to, to really aim for. You know, Sacco and Tompkins were really imposing in the air, so they couldn't hit the diagonals. You've got two fullbacks who 
one of them is usually on the on their on form and on their game. And if both of them are on form and on their game, then it's incredibly difficult to get down either side of them to put anything in from from wide areas. And it's just a very competent defensive performance. But I mean, I, I was slightly I, I I viewed the Chelsea game slightly differently from some in that you get to half time that at nil nil tactical and, genius. Well, so some, no, that's what people were saying. People around us were saying. We're I wouldn't say tactical, tactical genius, genius, but it, it showed that it, it, it showed yeah. that Palace are an incredibly good defensive unit. Yeah, yeah. And last night, the thing that obviously makes people pivot in their their own minds is well, a chance has fallen to Jordan Ayew, who's ended up putting it away. I mean, at that point, it looked to me like it was sort of petering out to a nil nil. If that game ends nil nil, everyone's again going, oh, another game that Palace haven't scored in, another game in which they haven't looked like scoring because, frankly, before the Ayew goal, we di- didn't really, for my money. But it just just goes to show that if you do have a defensive unit that good and you stay in games, you'll eventually get some some opportunities to win some points. Well, also I'm sure we'll discuss this, but it it did as did the penalty. The goal came from really good wing play down the left from from Wilf. It's Wilf on the BBC highlights. You only see Wilf getting the ball on the edge of the box basically before knocking off Trevan Arnold. On the full Sky highlights, if you watch the whole game, he gets it just over the halfway line, battles two players, gets down the line which is what he wasn't given a chance to do against Chelsea because inexplicably he was playing centre-forward with his back to goal. The only disappointing thing about the Wolves thing last night, and it was a Wolves fan who pointed it out to me afterwards, thank you, they, they have lost five at home now, Wolves. Oh, you said so, you were going to mention oh. that. I know, but they're home for, but, but also, but you said as well, even Darren pointed this out, Wolves started so deep. Yeah. They, they were almost like we were against Chelsea. They gave us so much respect that, Pal- that it didn't take Palace that long to go, all right, then we'll, we'll come forward. Hmm. And it, it showed... There is a flexibility with Palace on the pitch that they can think on the pitch. And I mean, we had 10 corners in the end, 11 corners. So clearly, the possession was only just short of Wolves. And as you, Andy said, the press and the media love Wolves because they're supposed to be an attractive, brilliant, best promoted team ever. Uh, and they are, well, they are a very good team. They are a very good team. And, and to, to have taken the uh, approach to the game that we did and to have limited them to very little, not just in the way of chances, but meaningful possession in our half was very very good and so I think the biggest shot for me is the fact that we've got 11 minutes in and uh, Andy's talked about the Ayo goal hasn't mentioned his winning bet oh, I yeah. thought that would be straight off, yeah. off the bat but. or not mention the fact that Gator gave the goal away against Chelsea but Hennessy probably would have saved that but you know <laughs> that's a good one <laughs> LSC would have still been standing to watch it go past him and it's five days later yeah. no, Gator has been has been very good, very good. But, been yes, good. but yes yeah, Sandy Street it's my mum always used to say money goes to money, so the lawyer had a bet. <laughs> of course, he's now considerably wealthier than he already was beforehand. So. Well, well I don't want to talk about that though, because then we'll start getting into my rationale, and I'll either look like I was going on some sort of superstition, which Kevin will like, or that I was going for a cheap laugh on Twitter, which JD will like, or that I wasn't really thinking, which Endicott will yeah. like. So I'm not, I'm not going with any of these. Sorry, what did you say? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> But um, yes, I won the bet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was good to see I score. Yeah, of course wasn't it, was. it I mean, but, but it was interesting, though, that after... Because quite clear, I mean, Wilf looked really... I, I got cross with the Palace fans around us who were having a go at Wilf. So he, he didn't look happy playing in that position, and rightly so. But it's interesting that off the back... And Hodgson, you, you know, you had a couple, but Hodgson's comments afterwards were, were very much... Uh, negative you know, when, when asked about whether Wickham made a difference no didn't make any difference yeah, I heard about that, which, yeah. was, which was really strange and but saying I, if we'd have gone for the game yeah. we'd have lost 4 or 5 yeah. nil. yeah but then saying last night I'm disappointed we didn't give them more of a game which is strange but his, his demeanour after he beat Man City was odd as well he looked very downbeat after that but it's, it's interesting that after all the criticism from the Chelsea game he did play 
oh, he was more or less a straightforward centre forward yeah. last night as a target man, mm. and it makes it, a, it makes it yeah, it does work. It's like the same. That's why we miss Benteke. Even if he's not scoring goals, yeah, it, it releases Wilf and, and Andros to play where they can play and do the damage, and it gives the midfield time to get forward. And it, it, it's still for me, Roy's not entirely convinced what his best midfield is. But I think in a way that's good because he's not blindly sticking to the same starting eleven yeah. every game. He's look, he's starting to pick teams for. Yeah. The opposition, which when is great, the t- but I mean, we the got the option, we've got the options now. Which he is... has got the options. When the team came out, I actually thought, oh, Schlupp, it was IE for Schlupp. A bit unfair. I thought Schlupp's done all right yeah, recently. But actually, out. it was proven to be the yeah. right midfield and the right system. And you have yeah. to be fair to IU Enders. Yeah. He's not, like Wilf, he's not really a striker yeah, either. Yeah, he is yeah, a winger really enough. playing right. up front. But he, he played that well really well last night. He, not just the goal, but he was actually pl- running the channels and working Yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't at the game like yourself, but from what I've seen and from what I've read about, you know, he had his best, one of his best games, if not his best game for the mm. for the club. And, and it's, you know, being a striker, it's just great to see him get on the score sheet. And as we all know, as we keep banging on about every pod, this game's all about confidence. Yeah. And if, you know, and if, if you're scoring, then it helps. It was also good to see his reaction. Someone said he uh, cried. He, he looked, yeah, yeah. He, looked he looked very emotional, but he, also the way the other players reacted to him. It's quite clear that they were delighted for him. But he looked, he, he looked, he certainly looked emotional. But I, I like that. I like oh, that. Actually, that reminds me. We've always, I mean, we've always said that, that, that there's a good sort of camaraderie at Palace. Yeah, I just well, suddenly remembered thinking about sort of Palace being like good to each other. Do you see that really nice moment in the Chelsea game where Andros Townsend went to get the ball, and ran into a female photographer. You see that? He sort of stopped the ball and ran off the pitch. Yeah. And um, instead of chasing the ball out for a corner or a goal kick, stopped to see if she was okay. And, let, and basically the ball ran out and someone shepherded it out. And even then, when he went to chase it, went back, gave her a little wave and stuff. I thought it was a really nice moment from, a, yeah, from, yeah. from clearly a nice player. Yeah, you'd rather have Lovely. the corner. You'd rather have the corner, wouldn't you? I just thought it was nice. <laughs> it was you very, it was very it, Christmassy. Unless it was a clear head injury, there's no reason why you just can't play. <laughs> <Clear> head injury. <laughs> I thought no, it was no, lovely. It wasn't lovely, Jim, but we know yeah. Andros is a nice. But that's one of the yeah. reasons we yeah. were also. I think a lot of people, since his dad was on the pod, you enjoyed Andros's goals twice as much, almost. Well, you could, you could almost argue since yeah. Troy's been on the pod, Andros has found his the best form at Palace, arguably best form of his career. I yeah. mean, and that goal, we haven't mentioned that goal yet, have we? We haven't spoken about City at all, but <laughs> we, still, I mean, it still won't be goal of the season because it's done, on, it it's, be. it's done on a vote, it's, so it'll be some seller tapping because hundreds of Liverpool fans have phoned in to vote, <laughs> basically. But what a goal, I mean, what... Bitterness just dripping from that particular <laughs> sentence. Yeah, on his behalf as well, because <laughs> that's, what, that's what happen, cause it'll happen, because okay, well, it'll come third and Shearer will go, well, that's not fair, it should have been my goal from 96 basically I mean what take that yeah I, I mean I, we saw the Burnley goal which was not as good but we know he's got that yeah. skill in him but yeah. what you talk about Palace but I thought it was very funny afterwards when Luca was asked whether he does that on the training ground he went nope <laughs> I've never seen him do it <laughs> with a big smile on his face which is like, but look, we, we've been saying haven't they? Oh, he's got one of them a season in him he's scored three already now yeah. including the one at West Brom one, yeah. Yeah. and he's done four what Four or five goals, joint, joint top goal scorer now. Well, think I think might, he's a little bit yeah. behind Luca, isn't he? Is he one? Oh, maybe Luca last night. Luca's got six away. or seven, I think. But I think, also, how Luca's almost back to his last season form now. Yeah, which is really reassuring to see. McCarthy's yeah. playing. I mean, everybody in midfield. This is why it's good that we have. I still think Hodgson's not convinced about by Mayer. Although for me. I'll, neither, uh, neither am I. Neither, who, who is convinced by that? Well, lots that, of fans seem to be. Yeah, I just think, yeah, he's... he's a lot of fans are because the grass is always greener. I mean, yeah. let's be honest. If he's not playing, then he should be. 
Do you know what I mean? It's just, you know, there's it's so much, it comes, there's so much negativity. Well. There's so much also, negativity think, in the world. I, I think it just, when he comes on against Cardiff, we do suddenly look like a different, a different, he does give us, he does go forward. I think that's a difference. And he does have the confidence to take the ball. And also, I think part of it is because he looks so visible as well, because he looks, you know, because he's smaller and he's blonder. He kind of, you see him moving. He sort of buzzes yeah. around. He does, yeah. He does and that's what, fan, of... that's what fans like, because fans love to see, they love to see someone making the effort and cover. And he does, he demands the ball. He does look for, I, I think he's a really good player. But we've got, we've now got five options in midfield, whereas this last season we probably had three, because MacArthur's having a, a really good yeah. run of games. Maya does, but my argument would be, what does he act, like, he's, he buzzes around and he looks busy and he is, like, really good on the ball, clearly, but he hasn't created any goal chances yet. He hasn't scored any goals. Oh, what does he actually do? Happen now? The, the, the triangles, some of the triangles with him and uh, PVA and Wilf. Yeah, but it's so it's, close. It is nice so, pretty, Those yeah. triangles, yeah, though, yeah, how pretty they are. It's just too close. Yeah, I agree. No, I wouldn't too, disagree with that. No, it's too much. It drives me mad. I mean, you know, sometimes you're there, just, oh, I'm used to, you're not training now. Yeah, let's, let's try and spread it out. There's, you know, you go get it over to the other wing. Just move it. Yeah. switch. But there is an argument. Switch as well, the isn't ball. That... <laughs> switch the ball. There is an argument that they're all trying to get. A I touch don't think you'd understand that any more than he understood that you said. Switch. <laughs> what language is, is that? It's Italian. 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 Via yeah. Halifax. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, he Via re- hello, hello. <laughs> he, he does. He reminds me. Of, he does remind me a bit of a, of, of Johnny Williams. Uh, oh, because he's better, small with blonde hair. A better version, yeah, but yeah. similar stature, like. Johnny was good at carrying the ball and sort of buzzing around. A bit like Barry Bannon as well. Because he was Welsh. He likes rugby. Yeah. I don't know. I just... I don't know. Part of me feels like if he, can, if he can get a chance, <laughs> why can't Johnny Williams? But, um, yeah. Probably because he's, he's, a, he's a better I player. I think people also need to acknowledge and accept the fact that if we're going to continue with or even use sparingly or a lot the system that we used last night, Meyer will not get in the team. Yeah. He'll play if there's a sort of variant of four four two where he can sort of play in one of the wider positions tucking in, but there's no way he's going to be trusted as one of the three, I wouldn't have thought at the moment, in the midfield three. And I don't see him being used in place of either Wilf and or Andros, who you'd expect to be in the slightly wider berths. Yeah. So that, that ends up being the trade-off there. And, and, and part of the, and I'm sure we'll come on to the thing with systems and, and where Wilf was playing and so forth, but part of the, the, my bugbear is that people don't accept that there are trade-offs in playing in different ways. And those people who want to see Maya playing a lot probably need to accept that 4-4-2 is, or Roy's version of 4-4-2 is the way that that'll end up happening. But at least we, as I say, we do have an op- we have those options now. We've no, I think that's true. I think the, the interesting thing for me on systems is that if anything, it, once you become too predictable, you get out evolved by other yep. managers. Yeah, yeah. And the system that we were using with Wilf and Andros, effectively both as almost false nines mm-hmm. last season, came I think as a bit of a shock to a lot of opposition managers for quite a lot of last season, and they didn't quite know the patterns of play that we were going to play they didn't quite know how to deal with it and you saw that with the Brighton home match didn't know who to mark and the centre-backs didn't know whether to come or go and eventually seemed to get wise to your patterns of play and especially if you set up exactly the same way every single week and the interesting thing last night I didn't think we were materially better than we have been in recent weeks in terms of how we played in the performance but it was slightly less predictable Yeah, which is a no, no bad thing, making a change. No but bad that, thing. But that was what was so odd and disappointing about the Chelsea game is that we suddenly revert yeah. you know we'd had a run of decent results Leicester Man City Cardiff player and then suddenly we reverted to cautious negative clearly Wilf playing out of position and I couldn't understand why Roy suddenly went back into his shell when last season we got our first win of the season against Chelsea playing with Townsend yeah. and they couldn't cope with it then 
and they coped with Wilf so easily, the centre-backs, which left one of their centre-backs to move into midfield mm. quite a lot. Mm. Kante just pressed on us further up the pitch, so they won the ball further up. And but, got the goal from it. Yeah, and yeah. At the same, which is terrible defending. But at the same time, no wing-backs were going forward, leaving acres of space where Wilf should have been. Yeah. To, to, and it's only at the end when Wickham came on and Wilf switched to the left that we started asking them questions and we could have arguably got an equalising goal which we wouldn't have deserved but it's like sometimes Rory clearly is a tactical genius and at other times you think well who's that bloke there then because yeah. and you think we can all see it and at half time the thing is where everyone's going well we have some people go well we have a Nolan like, yeah, we, haven't, we haven't had a go we haven't tried yeah. to beat them we've just beat Man City 3-2 and, and it's a very uncharismatic ordinary Chelsea team they, they lost at home to Leicester they lost away to Wolves mm. They drew nil nil with Southampton last night. If we tried to win that game, I'm fairly convinced we could have won it. They're gettable. Mm. Was it a case of because it was Christmas and there's loads of games that he was sort of being conservative? Everybody everybody does that. People talk about the lack of energy for Wolves last night, but our players have played the whole four games. It's like basically basically the same team. Yeah, Yeah, I know. I I think Chelsea are a good pressing team, and they don't give you a lot of options to hit. And the type of balls that Sacco would sometimes be playing forward and. Uh, bypassing the midfield or trying to find some nice angles out wide he wasn't able to hit and you got, sometimes they have to say that a team is able to make you look ordinary the same way Palace defensively were able to make Wolves look yeah. pretty poor last night Chelsea have done that they were very good against Brighton recently Chelsea and they made Brighton look like they weren't getting out of even sort of first gear let alone anything else and they did the same to us and sometimes you do just have to look at it and go well yes there was a different way of playing but Chelsea are also capable of carving you up if you go more open so I, I, I wasn't quite as distraught of that I'm game sure performance as others were. Well, I, I think. Well, the fact is, the Man City result bought Roy a, a lot of weeks without criticising. So yeah. you kind of had to bite your lip afterwards, and and rightly so. Yeah. But that's the frustrating thing is that we were capable of beating Man City. We've got a good record against Chelsea as it happens in the Premier League, and yet we played. It looked like a cup. It looked like a third round FA Cup game when we were the League Two side and they were a Premier League side, and we just tried to stand it as long as possible. And then the problem is because it, the plan broke down within two minutes of the second half kicking off, then you, you're asking Wickham to come on and win the game and he's not ready to do that. No, he's not. No. And a fresher Wickham might have buried that chance at the end, but you know, he, he, course, is, he, he is rusty. Yeah. But speaking of people biting their lip, there were, a lot of people aren't. A lot of people are still criticising Roy. There, were, there was a chance last night at 0-0 from the away end saying, Roy, make a sub. At 0-0? Which I, yeah. I just thought was so... How many minutes into the game? How many minutes well, into the game? It would have been shortly before IU scored, so right, 70 okay. minutes minimum into yeah. the game. Okay. That's all, because I mean, I would have been happy with 0 0 last night. That would have been a good result. And, and also, they weren't, as he said on this part before, he doesn't, he doesn't have the options. Yeah. He does not have obvious, apart from maybe Wickham for IU, which then happened after so the goal. Yeah. I thought that was really ridiculous. You say he's not got options, and we, we talk about the lack of depth in the squad, but we look over what's happened over the Christmas period, and whether it's four games or five games. We've done we've done a lot better than we probably expected to. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. we haven't, apart from the city game, maybe we haven't excelled ourselves. I think last night we probably played really well. We but were good. Yeah. We, we were good. But so does that beg the question that there's still? I mean, there's obviously so much more to come out of this squad. Or is he getting them? Or is he getting? I mean, I, this, I, I just don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, have, question. have we yeah. reached? Have we reached the pinnacle of how far we can go by getting sort of three wins out of five? Or is there more to squeeze out of this squad? I don't know. I mean, I'm leaving that question out there to fester. It's a good question. It is a good question. It's one we can only answer on the last part of the season. Respectively. Yeah, yeah. 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 but I mean, you'd like to think that... So I was looking at the the league table before the Leicester game. Don't ask me why, but I was looking at the league table before the Leicester game last night when we owned 12 points and we were only 
three ahead of Huddersfield, one point ahead of the bottom three, and now, if you're being optimistic, we're now bottom of the middle league rather than top of the bottom league. Oh, we'll take that. Which is yeah. the way you have oh, to look at things. We're only four points behind Brighton, five, I think, behind West Ham. So Five behind Bournemouth, who are apparently yeah. having their best season ever. Yeah, yeah. and well, they've had a bad run recently. But yeah, we have yeah. put some distance between ourselves and the, the bottom teams. But So you'd like to think that mm. that's the level of performance that we would at least match. Yeah for the rest of the season but experience tells us with Roy Hodgson's Palace teams that you, you don't know I mean and then one of the questions we had from Jim Bob Superstar tweeted me to ask questions about the squad it's like it's slightly embarrassing that we put all our eggs in one Dominic Solanke shaped basket yeah. without realising that he wouldn't be fit to play for, <laughs> for two months and you kind of think if Doogie Freeman's got one job to do it's slightly worrying Mm. That Slightly. he was ready, well, he was ready to sign, and Liverpool said, "We have told you he's injured." I don't think it massively helped that you know. um, the news got out there, and then our chairman also basically confirmed it, which which made us look like it was maybe further ahead than it than it was. But we have yeah. got questions about transfers. Yeah, we'll course, come on to part okay. two because people yeah. are interested, and the window is finally open. Just finally, well, that's a then, good question from Enders, though. That is quite a good yeah. metaphysical question. Yeah. It's an excellent question. And we'll, we'll, we'll revisit it in yeah, future weeks because we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, just going back to the Wolf thing, which we touched on, he did look so much more naturally comfortable last night in that wide position and in the final few minutes against Chelsea. And it's one of these things where like, all the fans keep saying he's got to play wide, got to play wide. And, and we've spoken about him being a striker and Andy's rightly said, in, in Roy's eyes, he is a striker and has been playing a striker for us for a couple of years now. But is it sometimes simply a fact of Oh, the fans are right, actually. Moving back out wide and you get more from him. He won a penalty last no, but you night. Did, you didn't get more from him, though. You look at it, I actually decided to run some numbers on this with his performance against Cardiff against, versus his performance against Wolves. And he completed fewer passes. He had a lower pass completion that's, rate. That's, he, he <laughs> had, had, had that's the No, he, he, had, he had fewer attacking third passes. His take-ons were less successful. And he created as few chances as he did in the, in the home game against Wolves as he did last night. And yes, he won a penalty, but he's, he wins penalties no matter where he plays. Mm. I think it's just that, that, that it's almost this preconception that fans have that he has to play in a certain position. And they're almost more comfortable when they see him. But it's not borne out in the numbers. It's not borne out in, in what he actually does out there. Is he not a more threatening player, though, out wide? I think he can be, but like it, I didn't like him. Do, do, do you think he, he's, the, the, the opposition, though, will view him in a more threatening way if he's coming up yeah. and down the wing rather than through the centre? I just think if you're, if you're a defender, you would rather Will play in the middle than Well, you'd rather he his back to you than his face yeah, to you. Yeah, exactly. Last night, he, he, he completed three out of 11 take-ons. So he tried to beat his man 11 times yeah. and, did, and did it only three. And against Cardiff, he tried it 16 times, did it eight. So far higher percentage of times that he's, he's actually beaten the man. But as fans, you're watching it and going, oh, I like him on the wing. Oh, he's beaten the man. Great. Whereas if, if you're watching him go through the middle and he's beaten the man, you're probably not even registering that it's happened. Yeah. And well, yeah. I, I, did, I have to say, I didn't like him in the position that he was in against Chelsea. He's not suited to, to ploughing a lone furrow up there. But provided that he has some support and he's allowed just to drift wherever he wants, I don't really think it makes a great deal of difference. And you but look at it, the, the, the performance level that he's putting in last night against Wolves isn't materially different from how, how he's performed against other teams in a slightly more central role. Or is he just because going, is he going through a bad cause, well, run? Because the, the fact is, if you play, whatever the numbers say, if you play him on the left, the chances are he's getting the ball facing forward and in front of him. If he's playing centre forward, it's so. Di- I'm sure the theory was that if he's playing centre forward against Chelsea, that you've, you, that he will, he's good enough to hold the ball up and let the midfield come and join him. But you've got to get the ball to him. But there's also there's the also a trade off. There's a trade off yeah. in that last night he had to recover the ball seven times, and when he played against Cardiff, he didn't have to do it once. And there was an instance where 
Wolf broke through and I can't remember who it was who was caught offside. Yeah. You actually see far Wolf. side of the pitch, yeah. Wolf having to chase back yeah. more or less to his own goal line yeah. Yeah. To, to, deal, did, yeah. to deal with someone. And that's fine. If you want to be honest about what the trade-offs are and the fact that he will be having to do that more and more and will be in parts of the pitch where he can't affect the game, fine. And if you're comfortable with that decision, fine. But don't try and pretend that it's this silver bullet where I'll put him out on the wing and it'll be great. Because it's not. Ding, ding, ding. It's not. But he's more effective. That's, that's he, he can be at times more effective. Yeah, but you, but you, equally, he's, he's, he's... There's no more logic to Will playing centre-forward than putting Luca in goal. <laughs> there isn't. Because he's that's not nonsensical. Cent- there is. That's absolutely not, nonsensical. Not, he had his best season ever only, last season where he played out as wide as not, once or twice. Yeah, but not, he, he never played as an out-and-out out out number nine. The only, the no, only I'm saying reason, I didn't like him I didn't like him in the role on his own against Chelsea. The only, the only logic to play him as an out-and-out out number played, nine is to put the ball over the top so he can chase after it because uh, otherwise he hasn't got what, the like skills. Like when we beat Leicester 5-0 He didn't play as an out-and-out number nine. He didn't play as a centre-four. So when did he play as an out-and-out number nine that we're using as the base as to why he shouldn't play there? Chelsea and when else? You shouldn't play there. I don't no, care. No, no, but when else? I haven't, you, I haven't written it down like you did, but he shouldn't play centre forward. It's simple no, he shouldn't, as play, he shouldn't play on his own as a centre no, forward. No, of course he shouldn't. But, he, but he, he's perfectly he capable of and has played as off that kind another, of false nine. Striker. With, well, with yeah, Andros. With Andros. Yeah. 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 yeah, but even then they're not playing false because they split. They, were play, they more or less played wingers and left the space in the middle for Chelsea not to, to have nothing to mark. That's where they got confused and they crossed. That Chelsea, that Chelsea victory last season, Wilf and Andros crossed every five minutes to confuse the Chelsea players. Because they were sort of, like, as Annie said, they but were Wilf two false Wilf, nines. Wilf playing with his back to goal with two centre four, with two centre backs behind him and two holding yeah, on his, on his own. I completely agree. I completely agree. I didn't, I didn't like him in that role that's, that's against Chelsea. That's he play feels like you guys basically were agreeing yeah, there agree. while <laughs> arguing, <laughs> which is very yeah. impressive. Very impressive to do. Andy will be charging you for that as well. Not after he won his bet, he's quids in. Right, excellent stuff and. Uh, some lots of good points there. Let's move on to part two, where we've got lots of questions from our listeners. Oh, we just found. I just had text here. Palace fans have voted Andros Townsend as December's Player of the Month. Oh, okay, good. yeah, good. that's a, a t- uh, breaking news. From Pal- breaking yeah. news nice. from Palace. Well, yeah. I got like eight minutes ago, and I think yeah. that's probably fair. I think that's fair enough. Yeah. Good. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> thank on. you for that, Enders. Uh, yeah. Join us after the break, where I we've got read. questions from our listeners. Welcome back to the Five Year Plan Podcast. Hey. 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 Sponsored by Vector Printing for your printing embroidery needs. Go to vector.co.uk. It's Vector. Okay. And JCIS Global Research and Brankers only from South London. I will. Yeah. Uh, you didn't right. say it like that when JC himself was on. <laughs> People still know what it is. But wasn't our guest was very good in the last pod, wasn't he? The one who paid Mark? all the money to be yeah, on Yeah, he was brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely brilliant. More nice guy as well. Very nice guy, yeah. Um, right. Question. He's in the Andy Street chair. Which normally he did it in bitters people. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was the exact opposite. He did it very. I have that effect on people. Proud. Well, even the chairs having the effect now. That's the worrying thing. <laughs> right. Uh, are you ready for Is some it questions? Heavy Christmas? Yes. Yes. Farmer Giles. <laughs> uh, hello, farmer. <laughs> all right, says, farmer. All right, there, old man. <laughs> says he's doing all the voices today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. Um, says I can't think of anything. I'm in a wind frenzy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Are you guys in the wind frenzy? Mm. Yeah, I, last night's win was. I don't know why it was so unexpected, but I was I was as happy that last night's win as I have been for since a long the, time. Yeah, since yeah. the Man City win. <laughs> Do you ever get in frenzies, Andy? <laughs> no, I was I was I was mildly pleased. Yeah. 
Because yeah. he won money on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was um, why I was mildly Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah okay. we're all in there. This is as frenzied as we get. Are you ready for yeah. one of the questions that of I asked course, you guys yeah, to prep yeah. earlier? Why are you doing oh, that strange... I'm ready for it. I'm just excited. I'm yeah. oh, oh, Okay, right, okay. Uh, this is from... Oh, God. Ed Quothervin. Ed Quothervin. Hi, Ed. That's the one. Yeah. Quoth the Raven. It's from Edgar Allan Poe. Okay, cool. It's a poem. Quoth the Raven. Cool. Also, the name of the raven in the Terry Pratchett books. Cool. Well, he's done it all as one word, which is... Anyway. I imagine he's a fan of the fantasy horror poetry genre, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Slovakian. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. You do realise the prep was on the question, not the name no, of the sorry. question. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Ed says, um, a palace striker scored last night. Mm, and actually, true. I'm just going to chuck in here before the rest of his question. Do you know how long it's been since a palace striker... Scored well, from open play. Depends how you define striker. Called the lawyer. Okay, not Wilfred Zaha. <laughs> or uh, well, I didn't say he's a striker. A striker. He's a forward. <laughs> the last know. time a Palace striker scored from open play. Or Benteke against Leicester. No, against. Where was it? That last game of last season. Oh, that no, was against West, 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 West Ham. West Ham. January the thirtieth, twenty eighteen. No, that can't be right. He scored a penalty against Leicester. From open, open play. play. From oh, open from open play. play. I wasn't yeah, open play. <laughs> so they just narrow down this. Yeah. That's <laughs> why innocent people go to prison. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, my lord. I wasn't listening. Then. So anyway. You say Ed, guilty or not guilty. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> so anyway. Ed Civil lawyer. <laughs> not normally. Come on. Ed, Ed says, uh, Palace Tigers scored last night. What have the podders done in case the apocalypse comes? Ha, ha, ha. That'd be quite funny if that was a sign that the four horsemen were about to yeah. Palace Striker scored. It'd be a good Doctor Who episode, wouldn't it? Yeah. Palace Striker scored. Time it would be a good Doctor Who episode, yeah. I've done what I've just done for the pod. Got some snacks and beer and just basically hope for the best. I thought Andy was going to get snacks in with his winnings. Yeah, that's, that was the... Yeah. I got the Aaron Cheney and, uh, and, yeah, and Fish Fries. I'd probably call Andy straight up and ask if there's a way to get out of it. Yeah, legal, well, the apocalypse. Legal loophole. <laughs> <laughs> this was somewhere we can get out of this apocalypse arriving in about yeah. 20 minutes. He'll say, sorry, Andy. I'm in Bermuda. Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, Good ready, question, though. Yeah. Ready for some actual what, what serious questions. What have I done? Yeah. Is what? I actually a striker, though? Oh, oh, no. oh actually, see, that's a fair point. point. That's I mean, a fair he, point. Said, he said himself yesterday that I'm not a centre forward, that's but I'm a fair happy, point. To, happy to play there. So that means we still haven't had one score since. And that also means 20. the apocalypse isn't coming. I'm not sure what the. You're welcome. I've got you out of it. I'm not entirely <laughs> sure what the semantic okay. distinction between striker and forward actually is, but. Yeah. Striker is a, like a number nine. Oh, is that what we're going that's for? That's what I would say. Okay. Anyway. So what's a forward then? Huh? What do you Forward's like a number 10. Okay. Oh, okay. Is that, well, what you is that a, fair? So what, what would you deem a winger to what be? What would a winger be? Wide Seven midfield. Or yes. forward. A forward. A winger is a forward. So yeah. what's Hazard? He is a number 10. We're in a legal minefield here, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Let's move on to the series. And Mezzala, I think they call them in Italian football. Yeah. I think I just made that up. They call Hazard. Um, are you ready for some serious questions about Jordan Ayew? Yeah. Yeah. VW. Hi, VW. Says, Hi. is Jordan Ayew... Palace's greatest ever player. <laughs> Stop moving After away the from amount the that he won me last night, yes, he is. <laughs> um, Crystal Palace scout. Ooh, I like oh, oh, scout. I, know I feel like I should maybe know the answer to this question. It says, um, are you a false dawn or will he come good? Again, it's like we can only answer that in, yeah, at the end of the season. in retrospective. So. Oh, I'm going to ask you to make a prediction. A false I, dawn. I, I can't <laughs> It's difficult to predict whether he'll start the next league game, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, yeah possibly not. I don't think it's going to unlo- unlock any floodgates. Let's put it that way. 
but two or three more goals would be lo- that'd be nice. Well, that basically, is floodgates for him. Isn't that's it? true. That's not yeah. Yeah. But you were saying earlier, but confidence, you know, can make a big it's difference. It's all about confidence. Yeah, you know, let's but let's see what happens. But maybe, maybe if he plays on Saturday against Grimsby and manages to get a couple, that'll mm-hmm. boost him. Who knows? Cool. Who knows? Well, I, you know, you know, I, I hope the floodgates will be open. I think a lot. I think a lot of people would like to see him. Yeah. No. No one. People are angry at him not scoring goals, but no one's like no one wants him to not score goals. You know? Well, of course people they want don't, him to they're be a success. Fans. Yeah. yeah. We want our players to score goals. It's sort of goals with being a supporter. But some players are more. I mean, quite rightly, everyone's making more allowances for Connor Wickham than they are for Ayu. Yeah, because Wickham's been with us for longer, and we've also know been out for much we, we know what he's been through. <laughs> yeah, so perhaps we should make allowances for the fact that Ayu is not that good a player, but he's doing <laughs> maybe better, doing better than we thought. Well, a lot of people are asking us about Ayu's future, including Johnny H. Hi, Johnny. Hi, Mr. Cadbury's Parrot. Hi, Mr. Hey. Cadbury's Parrot. And Lockie Gawley Price. Hi, Lockie Gawley Price. Price names across the board. They're all basically saying, "What? What would you do? Would Would you send him back? I don't know if Palace have the option or not. Would you send him back this month? Would you keep him?" I think that depends on whether we've got other players, whether we're after other loan players, because we can only have two loan players at a time, and we might have. Just, it depends who else we want to bring in. I, I personally, I think Ayu is a personally decent squad player. I'd be happy if he was to stay, but not happy if he was a first choice for every game. I'd, mm-hmm. I would keep him, but it, 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 it's a sad, Wolves are in the same situation. Not they trying to bring Tammy Abraham in loan? They'd have to get rid of a player they've got on loan already because they've got two on loan. So who's our other loan? Who's our other loan player? We've only got one. We've only got one. So, so we, we can bring. We don't have to get rid of him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Would yeah. well, you keep? We were talking about bringing two more players on loan. Oh, okay. Two more. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, I think I'm, I'm, I'm with Kev. I, I, I like him being a squad player, but I wouldn't like him to have first choice. I don't think he's at the moment. I don't think we've really got no, first no, no. choice of anything up front. Not up front. We just don't. You know. I mean, it's quite interesting. The other day when. Conor Wicked came on against Chelsea and it was almost like it was the the crowd, a majority of the crowd seemed to think it was like the second coming. Like, mm, yeah. he is the saviour. He is, this is the man that's going to save our day. I was like, yeah. you can't say, he's kind of been out for two years. Yeah. You know what I mean? In the same way that Ben Decker is getting looks, better with every game. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's so playing. weird. He's so, looks so big, doesn't he, as well? He's massive. He's got everything, isn't he? Yeah. He's, he's hard, man. He's got everything. I've mean, actually f- completely forgotten how he used to play until he came. But the first, the first two touches when he came on against Chelsea, he actually missed. It was David Luiz both flicked it, himself flicked it on. Right. But everyone went, oh, it's brilliant. That's what we want. But it just showed that because it's the first time we put the centre backs under <laughs> a bit of pressure, under any pressure. Yeah. and they and they pretty much crumbled straight away. So that's but but again, because Connor's so visible, because mm. he's so big, and because he does make an effort, everyone because mm. everyone's looking at him, wanting him to do well. Mm. It's, it, but, but, thought, it's, but he's not the it's like you say, he's not the sorry. It will take. It'll take. He's just a very naughty uh, boy. It'll take him as long as he's been out to get his sharpness back. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I yeah. thought last night, Ayu looked was putting in so much effort last night and, and working so hard. He almost looked like someone had said to him, "This is, mate, this is the last chance because the window's open." I think after the Tottenham game, when he ironically had a really good game in terms of effort, but then basically bowled it, bowled it on the goal. It takes a lot to get back in fans' good books. After that, yes, whereas, that's with, true. whereas with, yeah. with with Wickham, you can see where the where the movement is and where the, the energy is. I, I think um, if Benteke had been fit and we had another strike, I don't think Wickham would have yeah. played this season. I think there's also that sympathy angle with Wickham, isn't it? Because the injury was so course, how could you horrible. Not, how could yeah, you not be? But I, I think under different circumstances, he would have come on as a sub in the last three games of the season. Yeah, I think he's he's been forced back early, which 
again, is that slight worry that it might have been forced back too early. So Yeah, and he's had a lot of setbacks, as you yeah. would with an injury that And major. also, you can see how hard he tries as well, which, again, you put so much strain mm. on a, a fragile you, body. You do worry about that. Andy, can I put another question to you that we've had? I've of asked course. you guys to prep today. Oh. From Oazin. Oshin. 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 Yeah, I should know that. I am, I, I am Irish. Um, Palace of Adelong. If you were Irish, you wouldn't have stopped the pod because you had a cold. <laughs> well, I'd have just drunk through it. Yeah. That is no, slanderous. That just, is slander. That is. You said that. You can't slander. No, that's not slander. That's just racist. Yeah. Can't be racist. I am. Anyway. Oshin says, Palace have a long history of strikers who can't hit a barn door, popping up for an unexpected winner once a season. Who is the panel's favourite non-scoring Palace goalscorer? Uh, it's got to be Calvin Andrew for booting the Sheffield Wednesday goalkeeper in the face, <laughs> not being sent off, but saving our football club from extinction by yeah. not doing yeah. so. That's, excellent. Yeah, That's an yeah, excellent yeah. answer. That is excellent. Yeah. Yeah. excellent. Anyone else? I, I quite like Sonogo. Why? Because he tried so hard, and he was—he was clearly not cut out for it. Clearly, there'd been what, football. Yeah, <laughs> basically, we've got the wrong scenario. Did he or score? He's disallowed. No. He scored one oh, goal. Yeah. He's disallowed. He's oh. disallowed for a marginal offside. Yeah, he didn't score. Against West Bromwich. But also, Freddie Sears. There's one. Freddie Sears. Freddie Sears. The ghost goal. The goal. The yeah. goal. Yeah. The goal. Yeah. He did score, but didn't score. That's how weird that one was. That's a great. But there's one. There's one from I don't. I don't know if Enders will even remember this. 86, 87. A player called Steve Ketteridge. Yeah. who, in my memory, was the worst striker we ever had. But I looked up his figures today and he turned out in 70 games, he did score six goals. Okay. Oh. Which, by our standards, one goal Pretty in every good. 11 games by Jordan is standards. prolific. That's, that's so I, I owe Steve Ketteridge an apology. Because he's one, the same as Tommy Langley in my head. I thought Tommy Langley was the worst striker we had, but he actually scored loads of goals. Trevor Aylott? He didn't score any goals. Aylott, he did. In one, Koppel's first, the season before Koppel came in, in Koppel's first season, Aylott... Scored loads of goals, but uh, he was a byword for donkey. But he actually scored quite a few goals. Can I have um, Michele Padovano? Yes, Ooh, nice he scored one goal for Palace, and then his career hit the heights when he went to prison for drug trafficking. Yeah, <laughs> so really? excellent. Yeah. Well, that's excellent. What, uh, what? Are you okay? So that's street he normally gets provided it's factually accurate. I mean, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm hoping that he's going to do a fact check afterwards <laughs> to ensure that, that Did really that's accurate. Yeah. yeah. That, that I think that's what it was for. That did, yeah. <laughs> oh, not <laughs> Again, that's why innocent people listen. are languishing in prison. <laughs> anyway, that, um, yeah, that high pitched year didn't bode well, did it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah um, anyway, yeah. speaking of other palace strikers, God of Mischief, I God of Mischief, says, um, "Is Sorloff done at Palace now, or at least for this season? Considering he hasn't even been in the squad since Wickham's return, he has been quietly sort of put out to pasture a little bit, hasn't he?" I don't really know. I mean, he hasn't been... He's, he's not been on the bench, has he, at all, since Wickham's come back. Uh, Wickham, you know, when Wickham comes on, I think he's, in the couple of games I've seen him, he seems to have had more of an impact than Sol ever did coming yeah. off the bench. He's got the more experience. He's got the Premier League experience. He's also bigger and bulkier mm. and can put his, put himself around a bit and knows when he can push players over and get away with it. Yeah. So doesn't. Um, I don't know. I you think know? it speaks volumes that until you said that. I hadn't actually noticed that he wasn't on the yeah. on the bench, to be perfectly honest. I think he's one of those players who kind of looks the part, but it clearly isn't ready for the Premier League and will probably go to a championship side, score 20 goals. Then, and everybody will say, then, we should have kept him. Yeah, then he'll be bought by a, a team that gets promoted to the Premier League and, and not, not score, score any goals. In the, <laughs> and yeah. so... I don't think he'll even score 20 goals at championship level, frankly. Well, possibly, maybe not League sure. One, but it's, it was just... It, look, how many times have we talked about it? it was part of that strange group of players we bought in that odd transfer window I, I 
I can't quiz. wait for the pub quiz though in 2035. If you get Yakit Rakip, Yakip, Rakip, and Serlot, then you're going to get bonus points there. But it's, it's frustrating because there's a couple of little glimpses where you thought we look, you know, you can control, but it just. I, I, I think maybe it's still too it's still too physical for him, which is an odd thing to say about such a big player. But it's I think the pace of the Premier League is just yeah. way apart. I know that might be still the case with Mayer. I don't know, but yeah. certainly with Serlot, he just hasn't looked like a Premier League player, I don't and think also Roy. doesn't look like he'd develop into. Yeah. Even when we bought Wickham, Wickham was kind of raw and. That you, you kind of thought but he's going to score, yeah, but you kind of go, he's, yeah. he's going to score goals, this bloke, and he had done, yeah, and he wants to score goals. He looks, yeah. you know, and he's, he, well, he looks, he looks and acts like a classic British English English uh, sense of throw, yeah, I mean, that's it. It's, throwback, it's, yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. going back to the seventies, yeah, watching him. Yeah. Well, half of half of the battle at the, the very top level, if you're going to be a top level footballer, is actually being able to interpret the game as it's going on around you. I mean, yeah. people talk about Sterling Point, scoring yeah. all these goals more or less on the goal line, and they don't actually seem to realise that he's got the anticipation to know how to make the runner exactly the right moment from a wide area yeah. to, to hit where the ball's going and so it's always about two moves behind the play unfortunately yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a really good point yeah. there's so many times you watch Raheem Sterling score and, you, and immediately you go it's probably offside and then you see it again and you go oh, no, brilliant he's a yard on because of the nature of the run and yeah. that's why if there's anybody we're looking to get in on loan I'll it's do Raheem Sterling, Sterling. <laughs> <laughs> well you never know it's, I was going to say Jermaine, I was, Jermaine Defoe would be because yeah. even at his age, I reckon Jermaine Defoe would get us seven or eight goals. Definitely. Be like Kevin Phillips, because he's just—I don't know how you define it. I don't think even strikers know how you define it. He's just got that natural instinct to be in the right place at the right time. You know that cliche they say the ball seems to be attracted to him. He's got that, and Serlot. So as I also, I imagine the teams that Serlot's played in when he was younger, he's probably been the focal point in whatever league he's played and he scored goals and looked good and then the Premier League is different. It's different class. So, and it's, it's not, well, it's not even different class. It's just, there's probably more class in Spain and Italy in terms of technique but it's the Premier League, the pace of the game and the physicality of it still is just harder than anything else. Hard players. to watch, never mind play it. Sometimes. <laughs> so <laughs> some of the, yeah. Well, obviously Palace... But not tonight because it's the World Cup final. It's the World Cup final, so yeah, I can't wait. Palace Loney, Raheem Sterling might be yeah. playing. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he doesn't get injured. Well, no, yeah. I might kibosh the move. <laughs> Speaking of moves that yeah. have been called off, Palace were going for Dominic Solanke yeah. on yes. loan so from Liverpool. It turns out he was injured. Turns out he's got a lot of in. But I think they... He might be back towards the end of the season, but then Palace needs someone that's going to play now, essentially, yes. well, as we've said on this podcast numerous times. And Andy Wilkinson, Hi, sorry, Andy. Andy. sorry, Andy, Andy Watkinson, Hi, Andy. Andy. Hi, Andy. has said with the Slanko deal falling through due to fitness concern, does this indicate a more grown up transfer policy? No, from it, the club? it indicates why didn't we know this anyway? Here, that's here. what it indicates to me. So, why is you don't know so... these things until you do medical, do you? No, he hasn't. But, it doesn't even so, have the medical yet. Liverpool said you do realise he hasn't played for three. But months how come it's been out there in the press? and everyone's talking about, including our chairman, talking about it, and then it's just not happening. It's just it just seems it's just I, I bad organisation. It's, it's kind of nice of Andy to look on the glass half full and saying that we're not taking an injured player on loan. That means we're doing a more mature job. Yeah, because it's, it's in, in previous seasons we would have taken an injured player on loan. Well, so, all right, uh, yeah. small steps. Well, yeah, but let's, <laughs> sorry, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Oh my it's God, just, we, we really start. are maturing into a Premier League. But club, it's, aren't we? it's it's a it's as Ender says. It's, it's for eight weeks. It's been out there for eight weeks. The press have been saying. Yeah, he's coming, and and he's been hobbling around Liverpool for eight weeks. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, maybe we just got up on the train and just knocked his door. Oh, no, he's injured. Yeah. Call the press. Oh, no, it's not happening. Yeah. We could have done that seven or eight weeks ago. Got somebody, and now, now we're. I mean, it'd be interesting to know if 
if our director of football ever calls himself, is has actually got some backup plan for this one because you know. Well, you'd like to think so. You'd We're like told to think that they so. have a list. Well, there's, yeah, we've know. all got a list. Well, the thing is, to be fair, it's true. <laughs> well, not anymore because Santa's got them. <laughs> got my list. Which list were you on? Oh, a really good one. I mean, one. to be fair, to, I mean, it was unusual in that it looked like we were going to. How many times have we signed a loan player in the first week of January rather than on the, on yeah, the last day? The last day uh, yeah. And Solanke is a player. I mean, he's played with a tournament in the under 18s, won the war, and the 19s won the World Cup. He's clearly a decent player. He's clearly fits, you know, young. And it, but we didn't check that he, whether he could play or not. <laughs> it's just, you know, I mean, if it, if it was a permanent transfer, if you're paying 15 million quid for him, you go, fair enough, we'll bring him in on a three year contract. You've got time for him to play yeah. his way back in, but not when you so need someone need him. next week. Yeah. Okay, well, well uh, on that then, Dave Jenks, Hi, Dave. Do we, as a result of this falling through, do we persevere with looking for a lone striker from the Premier League or do we take a chance on a championship striker? And he suggested Roof and Rodriguez. Roof, I'm not sure, is good enough for the Premier League. Um, I don't mind him, but and he's scored a good few goals for Leeds. And I tend to take quite uh, close attention to these because my in-laws are from there. So yeah. I, watch, I watch quite a lot of them. And he, he's he's not bad, but he's... You know, if we're going to complain about having strikers who don't look like number nines and who sort of drift into wider areas and who aren't what we would call centre forwards, then Roof is is not that man. So I, I wouldn't go with him. Uh, Plus, is it unlikely that Leeds will want to go rid of him? Or? I would have thought so. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd be surprised given that they're they're pretty short on numbers at the moment. At Leeds, they've had quite a few injuries. They've got a small squad and don't have a lot of depth. Where we had that before. And uh, they, they're they doing okay still. They've still got a bit of a cushion. So I'd be surprised if they were to let anyone go. Who's the other one? Rodriguez. Yeah. I'm guessing Jerry Rodriguez. Uh, Rest bomb, yeah. I mean, again, you know, well, one, he'd be quite expensive. And two, you know, more of a midfielder than somebody yeah, who's going to play I think, as an out-and-out striker. I mean, I'm one of those people who thinks you should sometimes look outside but you know Rhodes is a classic example everyone said Rhodes will score goals in the Premier League he never did this time last year West Ham were paying 8 million for Hugill oh yeah who's now back on loan in the uh, back at Preston on loan yeah. in the Championship so I, I think it, it's such a difficult league to score goals in that asking a Championship player to come in and automatically fit into the Premier League is a difficult especially I think if it's a luxury signing if you're 7th or 8th you can afford to do that but if yeah. you're looking for goals to keep you up yeah Especially when every other team in the league is looking for goals to keep them up, I, I, I would. Are we, are, are we looking for a short-term loan, basically till the end of the season? I think. I mean, that's. I, I, think I mean, it just seems they all patch, patch it while you I can. Agree. I think, I think, which is again that one of the reasons why we get into all these problems every single yeah. season. Listening to Paris, we're, we're never looking further than like the end of the season. We're now in January. Yeah. We're looking forward to the end of May. We need somebody to score some goals. Let's get somebody yeah. in straight away. But listening Rather to than thinking talk. about the Liverpool guy, thinking, okay, he's injured now, but yeah. maybe next season so, yeah. he'll be all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, Which, you know, it's also, down, ongoing, it's also yeah. down to whether the other clubs want to sell them or loan them. That's, <coughs> true, that's the other true, thing. Yeah. They're happy to loan Solanke because he's nowhere near the first team and they get their wage bill off their, off their books. But listening to Steve Parrish on Five Live on Sunday morning, I think loans are the way... He doesn't want to buy somebody this time of year who's quite plainly saying this is the worst time of year to buy yeah, it. Yeah, true. But he was talking about his first transfer window. So we brought Scott Dan in, brought Ledley in. So well, I think Punching came in and that transfer window. And he said, yeah, he said, he said the it, business has changed so much even in that short time that you don't want to bring players in. But also you look, if you're a Huddersfield fan, they're not going to be overjoyed by the news that Punching's probably going to be joining them. Because much as we love Punch, he's not the sort of player that's going to score you the goals to get you out of... No. Out of trouble, so not anymore. No, 
Not, no, not anymore. He never was at his best. He's never a prolific. Does that, make, does that move make, make sense from a Palace point of view? I mean, he's, he's really not involved yeah, really yeah. anymore. Yeah. It's a shame, isn't it? But well, of course it is. I mean, it's, it's, it's a shame, but you know, I'd, I'd like him to get regular football towards the end of his career. It would be a shame if he just sat on the bench. Yeah, yeah. which he has been. Which he has been. Yeah. And he's not an impact sub, is he? I mean, no. he's, been, he's no. been a brilliant player for us and a brilliant leader on the training ground as well for younger players. But yeah, absolutely. You have to be brutally selfish about these things and speaking of players uh, exiting Steve Zaha Ellis hi Steve, hi, Zaha, Steve Zaha Ellis is he in the youth tape uh, possibly <laughs> he says um, hi FYP love the pod hey. that's, that's, the, way that's the way to get your question on <laughs> yeah um, who would you be happy to leave the club this transfer period in order to free up resources for other purchases well punch him definitely punch obviously so a lot you know who's back or might be back Mr Jordan Much is unwanted by Jordan Much Atlanta who is it Atlanta yeah. oh, I can't remember um, where it went no Toronto Toronto, Toronto. yeah but he's, back. he's back he's <laughs> back yeah what uh, well, him him, def- um, him yeah. definitely I mean I won't uh, be putting a stupid bet on him to be first goal scorer yeah. Yeah. for the rest of the season you get very long odds for that yeah um it's a difficult one. Anyone who was was is well, we don't obviously don't know the minutiae of the of the wage bill, but anyone who is a relatively high earner and probably therefore senior, but is unlikely to be doing much other than kicking about on the bench is mm. probably the one to be looking at. But we don't have a massive squad. We can't lose. Well, no, we don't. So you, you then need to be you know brutally realistic about whether or not you still need them as potential emergency subs I, and so I, forth. I don't think we'll be bringing more than one or two players in, so I don't think we have to lose more than Do you think it'll be, do you think it'll be a disaster if we don't bring anybody in? It, it depends be, how far Benteke is off for me. I mean, because... Yeah. Because, I mean, I actually don't think it would be a disaster. It will be deceived. It, on social media, it, it will be a disaster. Of course it will be. Of course it will be. Because it will still be lack of ambition, blah, 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 blah. But I'm that. saying, I'm, I'm asking you three. Do you... I, I don't think it... I'd if rather, we got to the end of January we haven't brought anybody in, I would not think it was terrible. I think the team we've got... I think the first team we've got is more than good enough to keep us up. We shouldn't be having this conversation five seasons into the Premier League, but, but we are. The fir- and we, we are, and the first team we've got yeah. is more than good enough. I'd rather not bring someone in than bring someone in for the sake of it, just to keep the fans happy. Right, to bring, yeah. to, uh, and, yeah. and it's I, I appreciate you listen to Steve Parish. Of course, it's difficult to to fit because he, he was saying you, you line players up. And then out of nowhere, a big club comes in and says, someone's up available for loan, do you want him? And suddenly you go, okay, well, I will throw all those plans out the window. But then you go, well, you have to say, do we, or do we bring the player in on loan? Sometimes, as he says, you're bringing the player in on loan to do a favour to the bigger club. Because hmm. you're trying to keep him with them, because the agent might say, well, we'll bring that player in on loan, and we might be able to get this player from them on the permanent transfer. So it's all sorts of shenanigans also, going on. Also, are we in a kind of unfavourable position of everyone in the footballing world knowing exactly what we need and it being really obvious yeah. but it's the same with everybody now. And I think we're in a favourable position because of our league position I think ironically if we were six places further up the table and in less need of a player it would be easier to get players yeah. because they'd want to come to, to Palace but I don't think it would be a disaster but I think the fans would perceive it as such and I think the squad I think the, the we're squad lo- I think yeah I think the squad would like- <laughs> <laughs> the, the squad would like to see fresh faces coming in because there's yeah, a lot of, yeah. there's a lot of pressure when you know, it's, it's great that he's got seven or eight players that start every game but that brings a lot of physical pressure on on those players and we know exactly, we yeah. know already the players that won't start against Huddersfield uh, against Grimsby and that's pretty much the back five and the front two mm. I should, I'd be amazed if Zahar and Townsend and uh, me too we'll come on to Grimsby yeah, in but, the final part yeah. last couple of questions then Peter Swan Hi, Peter. Peter. Peter just Swan. on Punch who obviously we assume he's going to be leaving for Huddersfield this window um, do you think Punch has been our most important signing this decade and he's been ignoring re-signing Zaha, obviously certainly oh, up there that's a good question certainly yeah. up there isn't it James Tompkins I think has got to be up there 
Tom Kinn's up there. In terms Dan of as well. sort of uh, pivotal role in the transitional period, I've, I've always maintained that he was one of our most important players. Yeah. Less so, I, I think it's easy to be uh, blinded by the decline in a player rather than what they were like when they were at their best for you. But, yes. I mean, when he was at his best for us, he was Well, he, he kept us up in that first season and he nearly won a CFA Cup. I think the galvanising yeah. effect as well we had in the team and on the club, which is not to be underestimated, I think I actually I think that's arguably a really good shout from Peter. Yeah, there, good actually, shout. Yeah. Finally, then either uh, that or Wayne Hennessy. Hey. <laughs> well, I think that was that, up with Zahar. That's like you just put those two exactly. aside. We know so there's obvious, no point yeah. even to yeah. I played a hundred games for Palace. Yeah. So, yeah. The final question Guy is: Fought the goal. Is really? well, Wayne. Anyway, yeah. um, Dylan. Hi, Dylan. Hi, Dylan. Says hey, if if you, <laughs> I knew you ended that. No, it's, it's no one asked questions about Gator <laughs> and Hennessy though. Um, we have a couple of questions. Do we provoke discussion on? Do we? I mean, do we, I, I feel like it's quite obvious. I think he's been great. Well, the I think he's the been better great. keeper is now in goal and has yeah. got five clean sheets out of eight this that, season. This is where and it, should stay in goal. If you were Hennessy's agent, you'd get rid because because the second goal against City was clearly his fault. Goal against Chelsea was arguably his fault. Hennessy would have been slaughtered for those two mistakes. Totally slaughtered. And then and the second goal against City. Yeah, the oh, Bruyne's sure cross. Sure. Oh, sure sure his position was as bad as Hennessy's was against Watford away. It's like, well, I, I, I didn't know. think that the the Watford well, goal for Hennessy was particularly awful either. I think you, you were uh, never gonna. You weren't record. You just switched the microphone off by mistake. You weren't recording it. <laughs> I think he is still recording. I'll just say, but I think Guy has done really well. He hasn't really been called upon to make save after no. save. But I've, when he has he's made been, a few good ones. Yeah, though. no, when he has been called upon, yeah. he's done really well. But I just it's that typical way things fans perceive keepers that he's in his honeymoon period. Uh, unfortunately, it won't take long for that to to finish, and then people will be going. I'm guaranteed by the end of the season that we'll get questions saying, "Time to bring Hennessy back, isn't it?" Probably. Well, John, John O'Connor. Hi, John. Says, Hi John. Should Hennessy be feeling a little gr- aggrieved? Yeah, I agree. everything I just said, because he would have got slaughtered for those two goals. Basically, well, I don't. I don't think he gets down for the Kante one. I think Guaiti should have probably had a slightly stronger hand on it yeah, he um, did get down to it and then he did get down to it yeah, I, I, I think he wouldn't have got down for the less for the Vardy one against no, I don't Leicester think he, no, I don't think he would I, I, I also don't think he would have reacted no. quickly enough from that close in for the Kante no. one and you know Hennessy did let in and I would say a, an easier one to take against Watford because the ball's swirling a bit more rather than the De Bruyne one where it's just really whipped in yeah. incredibly quickly yeah. if you want to criticise Guy on that you could say he's maybe over covering his near post a tiny bit he was. Um, but I, I didn't think it was <laughs> he was so, well, no, you're not. Ex- you're not you no. are not expecting the. So ball you're making allowances for him that you wouldn't make for Hennessy. Well, I've, I've just said I didn't blame Hennessy particularly badly for. Yeah, for, not for that one, but for others you have done. What for that that identical type of goal? Reel him in, reel him in. So, so we, for a free, we, tra- we done? for a free transfer, then Gates has done really well for yeah. a free transfer. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right, we're ready for our final question. Yeah, from Dylan. Yeah. I do. Yeah, he knew. He did it ten seconds ago. He wants to know where the answer is. It's blowing in the wind. Dylan says, "Is this the FYP podcast? Where am I? Man? What's it like a Rolling Stone? I don't know what I'm doing here with the FYP boys. What's the stars today? Then? Oh God! Right? Why don't you just FYP. use a different name, JD? <laughs> this guy says, <laughs> "If your life depended on it, who would you want to take a penalty?" Bob Dylan. Luke- <laughs> How would Bob Dylan approach a penalty then? I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> well, who's this coming down the road? It's Bob Dylan in his football kit. I'm that old Ronnie Barker. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Luca, Jednak, or Kevin Phillips? Ooh. Or Bob Dylan? Ooh. <laughs> It'd be a horrible Ooh. thing to think that your life did depend on it. 
on it. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, it would be. It would be awful. I would probably go <laughs> Kevin Phillips. I think I would go Jednet. Even though he's on the pitch at the same time as Phillips when Phillips took the yeah. penalty at Wembley. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, subsequently, I think if Luke had scored yeah. against Man City almost a year ago, yeah. then I would have said. I'd um, probably say Phillips. I'd say because yeah. I just think they are man of pressure on that penalty that he took. I'd say Luke because now I've picked him. Yeah, yeah. Good. Okay. good. Right. But how good is it as well as we alluded to earlier? See Luca playing almost back to his almost back to his, back his best. To his almost considering the terrible start he had to the. Yeah, he I don't think he was anywhere near as bad as people said. Oh, well, we haven't got time. We haven't got time for that. <laughs> that is another debate we do not have time for. Um, right, thank you for your questions. In part three, we're going to preview the FA Cup third round game against Grimsby. So join us in a bit. Welcome back to the Fire Bumper Cost. Pod two sixty seven sponsored. No, 266. 266? 276, wasn't it? 276, sorry. Sponsored by Vector Printing for your printing embroidery needs. Go to vector.co.uk. Is Vector with them? And JCIS, a global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. I will. I knew you were going to do that. I knew. Yes. I gave him a look. That look said, do it in the Bob Dylan voice. John, do you think it would be very confusing if people only listen to part three of the pod? They won't know what that's about. Yeah, they won't know, yeah. If you're a bit confused by that, listen to part two. It would all make sense. It would all make yes. sense. I mean, I'd be surprised right. if anyone tunes in for the Grimsby preview rather than the Man City review, but you never know. You never know. Yeah. You never know. It's not after you've been so argumentative. Um, I actually prefer yeah. playing Grimsby. Then. Oh, yeah, you said that as well. Well, do you know what? We finished part... Cup final, remember? We yeah. finished part two talking about goalkeepers. We did. And Jamie Penston Raja... Hi, Hi, Jamie. Jamie. Hi, Jamie. One of our regulars has said, who will be in between the sticks for the cup run? Uh, Sproni or Hennessy? I'd like to see Sproni get a final few farewell games as I doubt he'll get another contract extension as a keeper. That's oh, no, down. I, I think Sproni will probably start against Grimsby. I agree with Jamie. I'd like to see, I'd like to see him start. Yeah, I I'd like to see him start, but I think Wayne will. Oh, yeah. play. It's, uh, it's interesting how Roy approaches. And I, think, and I actually think Wayne should start, to be fair. Yeah. Because he's our number two. Because now. he's our number two. Well, in the Premier League, you think he should start? No, no, oh, no, in the cup game. I mean, it's interesting how Roy approaches this because there is still that, for a lot of fans, older fans in particular, there is still that romance of the FA Cup and the chance of a trip to Wembley. And, but he won't be fussed about it at all. He'll pick a. He'll be. He'll have the Watford game in mind when he picks a team for the. And probably the quite right. But even with a backup team, it's it's a it's a very winnable third cup third round. You'd time. like to think so. I think I think there's a, every chance that Palace fans will be outnumbered by away fans for the first. Since they've already sold five thousand. They have, yeah. So, and it's a five thirty kickoff for no apparent reason because they've shown it in Finland. Something like that. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of fish up there, isn't there? Well, exactly. Of course, so that'll be the uh, link. And yeah. we got some yeah. Finnish yeah. listeners. We, no, they're all, they're all finished them, by we now. We love them, yeah, yeah. Oh, we love yeah. them. But not yeah. enough that we're going for a 5.30 kicker because they want to watch the game live. Hi, <laughs> <Hey>, Mikko. <Mico. laughs> <laughs> it's so weird that it's a 5.30 just because some country somewhere Yeah, we don't know where it is, but yeah, someone's... I actually someone's prefer the later kickoffs. <sighs> well, it gives you more time to get drunk on the two pints of lager. So. <laughs> <laughs> where, where else are we expecting to see changes then? In, in this, in this I think pretty much pretty everywhere. Much I would yeah. think I would be surprised if a completely fresh 11 of people, yeah. apart from maybe one or two players. Reid will start, Serlot will start. Yeah. yeah. Well, Serlot, you think Serlot yeah. will start despite not being on the bench yeah, yeah. in the last few weeks? Yeah, yeah. Possibly. I don't think he will. I think AU. Max no, I think start. actually, I don't know. I mean, Hodgson is so concerned. I think his head would explode if he'd made eight or nine changes, but... 
And I think having said what I said before, he didn't I mean, need in the cup against Middlesbrough, though, didn't he? Did, he? Uh, so he, yeah, he might well do. Yeah. He might well do. But then, you know, Punch won't be here. Yeah, he would have played. He tends to pick towns in whatever the circumstances. So. And AWB seems to play a lot of cup games as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, so are we excited about this Grimsby? I feel like the energy's sort of gone out of the room. No one really cares. I do. I like. I, I want the FA Cup. It's still Christmas. Once he gets about the quarterfinals, yeah. <laughs> the, the, Christ, the Christmas decorations are still up in the pub, but you'll have a bit of room to move before the game. So it's perfect. Oh, that's combination. true. Yeah, it'll be nice oh. watching. It'll be nice taking bets on how long before Grimsby fans start singing. Where's your famous atmosphere? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, just a bit, just like the old days. Yeah, it'd be nice yeah. watching them point at electric lights. Yeah. Ste- moving staircases <laughs> <laughs> and we've alienated our <laughs> listeners from Cleethorpes um, I beg I beg their pardon <laughs> Finland Cleethorpes <laughs> who else can we uh, can we offend um, are you excited about the Grimsby game Andy you just asked Andy Street if he's excited <laughs> <laughs> Jesus it's a new year so no, yes, it's true. Yeah, it's a new it year, a new, new year, year, new beard. Yeah, no, it's, well, it's no different to last year, is it? In terms of my <laughs> attitude to such things. <laughs> uh, no, I always find that the third round ties against smaller teams at home are a bit strange. Uh, you don't mind it if you're playing away some. You can sort of, you know, maybe get new ground or mm. be part of a sort of fairly packed small ground with a decent Palace sort of contingent and all that sort of thing. But at home, it's sort of sort of a bit bit drab sometimes because it's sort of half empty stadium, and you, you can usually guarantee that you'll beat them one or two nil with a second string against their the whole you know, inferior team. I, I have no idea. I'd be surprised if the other is surprised. Open. Yeah, it'd just be the home. They might well put them yeah, in, the in, the, the... in the White Horse or. No, I think they'll probably have the half away oh, themselves okay. and we'll just have the main stand probably won't we'll be We'll have the main stand and the home stand. Yeah. 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 But I mean, I am a big fan of the FA Cup generally. So yes. it's just that they, they end up being a bit strange there. And this, I think it's the same for any mid-level Premier League side against the lower league opposition when they play them at home in the early rounds. Because we all know that the minds are slightly elsewhere yeah. for those rounds. It's, yes. a sort but, of, it's sort of tie you do on away. Although I actually haven't said that, I, I don't want to go to Grimsby. But. Well, I did like we got... <laughs> <when> the, <laughs> Not because it's... The place because it's far away. When the third round draw came out, there's a tweet to us from somebody who said, I think 1977, they got the sh- kicked out of him in a sweet shop in Cleethorpes, and he's been waiting ever since. <laughs> <laughs> so, any lone Grimsby fans don't go to a, a pensioner with a pallet well, scarf <laughs> and launches himself at you. Really good mate of mine, Steve, um, who is from Grimsby and is a Grimsby Town fan, but has had kids, uh, lives in Beckenham, had kids in the area. And they've been they've been uh, brought up as Palace. They're, they're Palace fans, oh, right. so he's been going to Palace with them for about the last seven or eight years. Oh, and had a boy. season ticket holder, season ticket at Palace for about the last seven or eight years. Lovely guy, but goes to a lot of Grimsby games as well. So he's the most excited person in oh, the world. Oh, well, good. Is, is he world. with the away fans? Or? He's, yeah, absolutely. He's with oh, the away fans. Almost felt a twinge of emotion there. He's That's really nice. really excited. He's got loads of mates. Got to meet up with loads of mates. Oh, nice. So yeah. Well, I hope he has a good day. Good luck to him. Yeah. You haven't told him about the Paulsons, have you? <laughs> no, 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 good. no, 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 no. And they get a good split of gate, 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 gate receipts as well, don't they? The, the smaller teams. Oh, yeah, uh, that's that's good. Does that still happen? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. If not, I now no, look good, uh, massively uh, ill-informed. No, good. I hope he does because it's <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Obviously, we want to win. Yeah. And really, we ought to. Even and we with should it, do even with the second string. We should. I want to win seven or eight nil. Yeah. I want to be falling up at half time and be demanding more goals. Not very Palace, though, is it, to do that? Right, Steve, Steve won't like that either. No, Steve Parrish. No, it's his mate Steve. Oh, we know his mate Steve. No, sorry. We talked about Bob Dylan for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, that's a lovely story about Steve your mate Dylan. Steve. So, yes, are, so yeah. are his kids going to be obviously in the palace? His 
kids will be in the palace end and he'll be yeah. in the Grimsby end. Oh, that's yeah. nice. For the first time. Well, they're the Cod they're, Army, aren't they? Yeah, no, no, a, no, 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 that's a, Fleetwood. Oh, is that Fleetwood? Fleetwood yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I think because Grimsby were the first team. They're the Mariners, aren't they? They're the Mariners. They were the yeah. first team to have inflatables, weren't they? Yes. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah back in the 80s, they started the inflatable they trend. S- they started. Right, well. always had a big wave following, didn't they? And they will do again. And they also won't want to be four or five nil down at half time because. They don't like being battered. Hey. And on that note, it's the ref Andre Mariner. Hey. I really hope he is because there'll be some nutty Palace fans on Twitter going, I told you there's an FA conspiracy. <laughs> I told you. Right, thanks very much for joining us, lads, for the first pod of 2019. Hey. Happy New Year to you. Happy and New Year. Year. Happy New Year. And to all our listeners, uh, the post-match pod will be with you after the Grimmish Games. Look out for that if I you're a patron. Are you doing a pod extra? Yeah, every game. Oh. Every okay. single even game. Even when you're ill? Even when I'm ill. When I still Ill. managed to run at Chelsea even though I didn't make it to the game. So Did you? How did you do that? Over. Shouted <laughs> really loudly. Who <laughs> um, um, was that with? Sir, Mr. Robert Sutherland. Oh, oh Rob. You it tweeted me to say it was a good uh, anyway, I'll explain that later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, you can, of course, sign up to, pay to our extra pod at uh, patreon.com forward slash FYP podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again soon. Goodbye. Bye. Time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Podcast Network.